0: Yo, excuse me, Miss Lynn. Yeah. Have you ever seen a show with a couple on the mic with bad content and it don't come out right? We tight. They ain't never tight. And that's not polite. Am I lying? No, you're quite right. Well, tonight on this very mic you're about to hear. We, we swear the best podcast of the year. year. So, so. Here we go. scream Bible. Also, if you, you didn't know, this is our show. show. Hey, I like that. America, 20 to life. Yo, welcome, welcome, welcome to America, 20 to life. We're back at it again on a lovely Tuesday. What's happening, babe?
1: I'm so excited for today's show.
0: What's going on today? What we got?
1: We have a special guest.
0: Okay. We got a special guest. That's we it. Do. You're not going to tell him who it is yet? No. We'll, we'll,
1: okay. we'll tell y'all in a little bit.
0: So we do. We got a very special guest we got on today. Um, and he's going to talk to us about all types of things vote. Because that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about voting, why it's important to vote, what our votes do, how they work, why every single vote matters. And most importantly,
1: why voting in your local elections matter so oh, yeah.
0: much we know why it's important to vote to get the man that's in the white house out <laughs> yeah. i hope we understand i that. hope we all understand i hope that, that you guys <laughs> are, anybody who's watching this show has followed along long enough to understand that we got to get rid of this dude and we've yeah. talked about it over and over and over again so that's what our show is going to be about um yesterday we talked about everything under the sun we, we i mean we had we a good, it was a good show yesterday it was a good time we had very good um interaction with our comments so just know if you guys are in here watching this you guys are more than welcome to chime in uh comment ask questions of our guests that we're gonna have on ask questions of us we will bring you into the show uh bring your comment over to the show and uh comment and talk about that so any questions y'all have or anything you want to ask make sure you get that stuff in there absolutely um,
1: we'll make sure they get answered um you know, as far as local elections, the the guest, any questions for him personally? Yeah. We'll get him answered. So
0: I know one thing I want to talk about right off the bat. We're talking about voting. So obviously we're talking about politics. We're talking about our local politics is what we're more talking about today. But I also want to talk about what we just witnessed on the uh, briefing of the coronavirus task force, which is no longer anymore. I don't know if anybody noticed that, but nobody outside of the president talks anymore now.
1: It's a campaign
0: rally. It really is that. And he walked back. So yesterday, one of the major topics was the fact that he said he basically gave himself king's rights. He said that we have all power. I have as the president all power to dictate how everything works in the states. In every individual state, I tell the governors in the states what what, to what to do basically. Yeah, when to do it, how to do it. So I mean, obviously, after he got done saying that, that was the top news. That was all the sound bites you heard. Was constantly that. And everybody was quoting the actual Constitution and what it actually states. And so he realized he does not have that ultimate power. He's not a king or nor dictator. So today he came back and walked it back with no explanation. That's a narcissist, right? I'm going to I'm just going to change the whole subject. Gaslight the hell out of you. And then
1: acts like it was his idea all along because then he switched it to, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to give the power. I'm going to give the power. We all know they already had that. I'm going to give the power to the governors to decide on their own when they open up their states. um, And then said, and if they don't do it correctly, there will be consequences. So then he kind of flipped it and was like, but if they don't do it right, I'm going to get them.
0: I want people to understand. I I want people to understand that I know it's easy to it's easy to displace yourself from Michigan as a whole when you hear him talk about Gretchen Whitmer. But you have to understand that in this political battle he's talking about. Gretchen Whitmer is the red or the blue of the gang members and we are with her and he's with them. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand that when he's talking down, down on our governor and saying Gretchen Whitless and all of these things that he's saying and she doesn't know this and if she does that, we'll take funding from her. It's not taking funding from her. This battle is not between two people. This battle is between him and the American people that happen to reside in Michigan. So I need everybody to understand when you're pe- when you're watching this dude take these battles on with people who are only trying to get their people help. He's not taking the battle on with Gretchen Whitmer. He's taking it on with us as a people. So mm-hmm. every time he every time he goes on here and dogs her or says that threatens you threatens know, to take something away, that that that's affects us. us. Yep. That's us. We're the ones that are getting get that, that federal funding taken away. So. I mean, I can remember back when they were talking about she was I think she was either hosting or had something to do with the Democratic uh, convention. And they asked her "Oh no, she was going to give the response for the Republican convention. Mm-hmm. And they asked her how she felt about, you know, speaking her truth on Donald Trump. And she she openly said this guy is basically very uh, tender headed. I don't want to do anything in order to, you know, we may meet, need federal funding coming up and I don't want to do anything to. Yeah get this guy going to where he's going to target us. So she had to literally, she had to literally walk back who she is as a person and what she wanted to say to this Mm -hmm. dude. But she openly said, I'm going to do this. So it's not like she was hiding from it. She was just stating to protect the people of Michigan. I got to make sure that I walk back my statement so that he doesn't take it out on you all. But she made sure to say
1: that she made sure to make it clear. Like I want to make it clear. Like I'm not going to say anything that's going to fan the flames Of this little narcissistic man that will then take it out on the people of Michigan.
0: And so that's what's going on, though, and we have to understand that. So then on top of that fact, another reporter asked, he had stated that um, now it's the the WHO, WHO, who was the reason why. I mean, all today was about was him basically taking no responsibility whatsoever for the condition that the, the country is in. And not only not taking responsibility for it, but passing the buck and throwing everybody under the bus. Like right now, Donald Trump is basically a bus driver. That's all he's doing is basically throwing yeah. anybody and everybody he can under the bus for his his shortcomings. I mean, the, the constant talk about leaving the cupboards empty when this past administration left, which we all know he fired the pandemic crew in, in 2018. Here now we are in 2020. We have a pandemic, which he continuously says on every single show that he's on every time he's briefing that who could have ever seen this coming everybody's seen it coming everybody talked about it the more that you see everybody has spoken about this all the way back to 2015 when bill gates got on his ted talk and talked about it all the way back to the same year of 2015 prior to that obama talked about it so and then he built a built a coalition of people in order to address a pandemic whether it was if it was to ever happen so for him to just keep saying that, like, why do we allow this? He's lying to us dead ass to our face. Like, I don't understand it. And I know it, that the most of our listeners understand that this is going on in our in our and are feeling me on this frustration. But come on, people like we got to be more boisterous about this.
1: Yeah, it's rough to watch. And it, not only that, we're talking of all the preparation of, of the prior administration and preparation and knowledge up to this point just on watching you know studies and watching you know trends and things like that but he was also being warned about this in you know like november december january let's not forget that there was we now know that even at that point he was being warned and he was being said you know being told China's not telling us something. There's something going on. What they're saying publicly and what they're reporting and what they're showing us is very different than what we see in the activity that's going on. So he was being, he was told even then. So like he's continuously, you know, made a conscious effort to just disregard and ignore things. And now that shit hit the fan and everybody's like, this is kind of your fault. He's like, no, it's everyone else. So every day he's going to find one to two more people that he's going to throw under the bus to gaslight we us all. We have to
0: understand the damage that that creates though. Yep. When you when you try to push distrust into organizations that need public trust in order to form in order to work in order to, you know, continue doing what they do. I mean, you got to understand that every time this man says something like that or puts a whole organization, the World Trade Organization or the WHO or the CDC or excuse me, Dr. Fauci under the bus, like it it throws distrust out there to his to his followers. And then other people who may not be followers of him, but just are taking in all the information, you know, the presidency is a trusted position. So people trust it. So they trust that things come out of it are going to be something that, you know, is going to be is going to be right. And so the way that he is able to bend the truth or just flat out lie to us is just I mean, it's deplorable. It's
1: unconscious. I, he has it's no treasonous. Conscious. It is because a true leader in any Form in any level, a true leader understands their power, their position, their platform. They understand these things. And so there are certain things that they will not do or say. And people might say, why don't they just do this or that? But you got to understand it's because they understand the ramifications, the long term effects that that could have. You can't just attack an entire organization in which the United States aren't the only ones that have a relationship with and rely on this organization for certain things. Not to mention, just a month ago, all he could talk about was how great the WHO was. Yeah, how, the WHO, great H-O, was. They, uh, how great China was. How great China, great the response. president. Yeah. And now he's like, well, we were doing a trade deal. So, so basically, he's telling us to our face, well, yeah, I was saying all that good stuff because I was just trying to get a good deal out of it, you know? And now, But he's not even
0: saying that. He won't answer any questions. <laughs> no, that are not directly. Bu- any, any questions that are directed directly at his bullshit, he won't answer. mm so, I mean, ultimately, I want to speak on that because like I told everybody yesterday that was watching the show, make sure you watch the live briefing. It's important. We're di- we're literally watching our president meltdown, which nobody wants to see that, because I, I mean, like everybody's probably heard the saying that you regardless if you like the pilot or not on a plane, you want to root for them to succeed. Because if you don't, we all die. It's the same situation. I don't want this man to fail. It's just I'm imploring him to do the right things to succeed. But when he constantly does things to fail, when do you start holding him accountable? And it's like these reporters that are sitting in there, just give me credentials for one day and I'll get to the bottom of all of this shit because he's not going to stop until I either get thrown out of there or he answers the damn question. The
1: leader of the free world, our president of the United States, is supposed to be the greatest country on earth, got into a shouting match with a reporter today and called him a loudmouth.
0: Yeah. And told him that. And and it was a I mean, it was a great tactic how he did it, too. He said, if you don't stop, I'll mm-hmm. leave and then you can deal with all of them. Yep. It's the equivalent of telling a kid who won't act right at football practice. Mm-hmm. You know what? You stay here and drink water while the rest of you guys go and run,
1: run because of him.
0: Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like. He's a t- he's a he's a genius at the little bullshit. Jimmy. If
1: you don't stop talking, then the whole class is going to stay in for recess. So now, little
0: Jimmy, now little Jimmy is now the bullied kid all around the block because Astracized. he made everybody else have to stay in for. This is like this is like classic narcissistic behavior. Bullying behavior. Bullying behavior. Yep.
1: It's shocking to watch, but that kind of leads into what we're talking about as far as your local government and how important it is to put people in positions that are not going to be just yes people. They're not going to be the person that bows down is as a speak out we are fortunate to have a governor honestly that trump attacked if trump wasn't attacking her i would be i would probably feel more uncomfortable the fact that he doesn't like her and he's attacking her tells me that she's doing something right
0: what told me she was doing something right was positively way before this when she just does everything that she does she does it for the right reasons and for us as a people Mm -hmm. and you know everybody's got a complaint and people have complaints and she'll just walk it down like a it's almost like a mother with all her children like i know you're not gonna like this but i understand that it's for your better safety and it's like wow thank you for that we don't like it but we do understand it's for our safety so i'm not a bootlicker in any way and i'll 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 tell you right now if if gretchen whitmer was doing the wrong thing i'd be on here saying it but i can't say that anything she's doing right now at this point in time is wrong And i was critical in the beginning because i thought a lot of what she's doing should have been just done like a sledgehammer let's not wait let's not do these things in stages but i don't know everything she knows and we talked and can, about that and i can agree and i can admit that i don't know everything that she knows she understands the ramifications that i may not be aware of so i give her that pass and everything that she's done at this point has been to benefit the american for the, the michiganders as she calls it yeah and so, the thing
1: is is anybody who is in any type of leadership position if you've ever been tasked with leading a project or a team or people in general you kind of understand what it means to not be popular. Everything you're never gonna do everything right in everyone's eyes, and there's always gonna be somebody that's unhappy. So she's being very transparent. She's explaining things. We understand, and I'm not saying we like every single thing that she does, but she explains why she does it. She gives you the data behind it. She gives you hard facts, just like and a mother Stats, would. just you know. I mean, it's just. Just like she's not a do as I say, not as I do. She's sitting her
0: ass down right now, too.
1: So it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, you might not like everything that's being done, but who is? Nobody's going to like everything that a leader does. And it's a very hard position to be in. And to watch some of these people and these keyboard warriors act like they could do a better job is just, it's hilarious. Everybody's
0: going to think they could do a better job, whether or not it's the plumber that comes (laughs) to your house, the Comcast guy. Everybody thinks they could do it better. When, the thing that bothers me the most is now we're talking about jamming up a public street in front of the in front of the capitol with cars that the fire department may need to get down to get to a house. you know that's a one-way street in front of there too. So if they jam that up and say the fire department has to take capital down to pick up some elderly patient, how can they get there? So be responsible. when when people protest, we don't jam up streets and I'm good at protest and I understand the aspect of it. We don't jam up streets. that's dumb shit to do. You know, we're not going to try to inconvenience people to have nothing to do with the process. So at the end of the day, that's idiotic. And for them to be doing that tomorrow because they can't go buy non-essential goods for maybe a couple weeks. Like, get over your privilege, man. Like, seriously. And that's the thing.
1: Trying to use this as that platform to say, like, it's just chipping away. This is the early start. This is the first start there really hasn't been any indication in any way, shape, or form that that is what's going to happen. And it's just, again, it's one of those things for me shocking to see what people decide to get in up in arms about and uproar about and super vocal about. Oh, yeah, about people are dying, but you're upset because but you this can't this is what you're upset seeds. about.
0: Yeah, oh, only only I think, what, what, what number was it? 600 and something people have died? 1,200 people have died in Michigan, I'm sorry. 1,200 people have died in Michigan alone, and we're worried about being able to go buy seeds and bullshit. Like, I'm not worried about those things. If I got to hold out and wait, or now I just seen in the news today, she's being sued by four people, a couple of the people, one of the person people was suing because they can't go see their girlfriend who was actually quarantined somewhere else. They're not quarantined together. And he's saying that she's uh, going against his constitutional rights. And another person said that he's stuck up north. That's your own damn fault, idiot. You're stuck up north. Seriously, just get in your damn car and go home, bro. If you ain't been out on the roads right now, everybody's going home. Like people are going to where they need to go. It's not like I mean I'm not saying go break the law, but dude, get your ass home. You're gonna pull a whole lawsuit. But it's just just funny, you know,
1: when people feel that their rights are being infringed on. And I just I had a good, a pretty good Facebook conversation with a couple of uh, people I went to school with, and you know they were talking a lot about you know why people are so upset and and kind of the privilege that comes behind what they're upset about and i kept you know a lot of the veil of the conversation is you want people to be upset about so many things there's so many things that have happened up to this point before the pandemic happened that you want people to say people's rights are being violated can't you see this can't you speak up no we never see it but oh boy Stop people from gardening, stop people from traveling and, you know, leaving their vacation homes and things like that and painting and doing home improvements. And all of a sudden now, now this is the last straw.
0: I say if you want to break the law with it, that's fine. Tag them like we talked about the other day. Put a tag on the ear that they decide to break quarantine and you are no longer allowed a ventilator then. If we want to play that game, because that's the problem. When everybody's saying we're going to break quarantine and have this Easter party down in Pensacola, Florida, and have 200, 300 people out here, including kids and old people, or whatever the case is, and then now you get sick, you're not going to preface your trip to the ER that, hey, I was being super dumb and irresponsible, and now I need a ventilator. So that's the problem. If you want to break quarantine and be an idiot, that's fine. You put a tag on the ear so everybody else knows. Don't be around this idiot that broke quarantine is doing stupid stuff. And then also when they go to the hospital, we know you you took your own life in your own hands. That was suicide. That wasn't so, nothing else.
1: It's so unbelievably and disgustingly selfish. Because the thing, if you really break it down and think about it, take away the thought about the rights and the first you know, the amendments and all this and that and the constitution. It's so unbelievably selfish because you have all these people that have no choice but to be at work, these essential workers that are having to put themselves in these positions to put food on the table, to keep their jobs and things like that. And so you have people that continuously want to keep this circle going of wanting to do things as normal. And it's like, don't you understand that you're the problem? This is why it keeps getting extended. This is why we're having to go on longer because people can't just sit down, be patient for the greater good of everybody, not just you. So stop being selfish at the very least.
0: So anyways, after that rant, that felt good. (laughs) I like that. I just got that. I had a knot in my throat before that. Now I feel better. So I feel loose we, now, I'm ready to go. We
1: we watch the 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 updates, you know, and that's just something. It's it is important to watch them. But I literally told Mike today that I feel like I get dumber when I watch Trump speak. I I feel like he kills off, or maybe he steals brain cells from me as I watch him
0: talk. So I sometimes I just though. I have to the like. The way he walk does away. his hands all the time, and then. I can do And it. all of that. And then when like I love when the reporters who are so much more smart than he is, like brilliant compared to this man, ask him a very pointed question and he comes back with something completely different. <laughs> I like the look on their face. I so, tell like, you, I find humor in everything and not everything, but most things I can find some humor in it. And that was like, I just love watching that aspect. Yeah. But talking about voting, I want to get back to that. We understand why it's important to vote. I hope. I hope that the people who are watching this who don't understand pay attention but john Real brought a very good um he brought a very good video uh, video to the table i've seen this video before and i think it's powerful i shared it on my page i wish that every single kid in the world could see this video especially the kids here in the united states i think it's very important to understand why it's important to vote but that's what we're going to be talking about today so i think it's great to preface this show with that video so yeah and we talked about it
1: last night and we said we would play it so we're gonna go ahead and queue it up for you guys to see yeah we're
0: gonna get that video up for you i want you guys to pay attention if you possibly can share this video it's on youtube we'll put it on our page afterwards but it's important this year is going to be so important for the national elections um there's going to also be some uh local elections coming up too but most importantly we need to go ahead
2: Enough electoral votes, more than (laughs) 270, more than enough to become the 44th president of the United States. He will be the first African-American president Uh,
3: of the United States. I've been broke all my life, but I kept hope all them nights. You see business in my city? Yeah, they closed all them twice. I was just riding down Salem, all them damn potholes I can't drive. I know y'all can fix it faster, but I know y'all won't try. Don't Nobody care about us. And that's long vote. Voted for Obama back in 2012, I remember that's when I had hope. He was saying, yes, we can, and everybody got less food stamps. And when I turned 21, I was still broke, I'd never vote again. I don't think I ever had a president make my life better. Did it all on my own, ain't no politician ever do a nice gesture. I don't even know the mayor's name, I ain't never seen him one time ever. Tell me how she gonna help the city, what I'm supposed to do, write letters. What I'm supposed to do, blame Trump. He ain't never really gave up. Uh. ain't nobody raised minimum wage. None of these jobs pay enough. I- Think they just want to keep us broke Cause they ain't putting none in place for us This how all my people feel But we gotta learn We complained enough Let me change it up Everything I just said Everybody I know think the same way See they don't want to see us vote And we never do So we see the same thing But all our votes really do count And they'll never really let it show So now I'm finna break it down Cause if I don't you would probably never know First thing first You know back in middle school When they taught us It was three branches of the government We forgot it when we got older It's the judicial The legislative and the executive but all we know is the executive. That's the mayor or the governor and the president. Now, none of them three people make no laws. They just be checking them. The laws come to their desk, and all they do is say no or yes to it. So when the news station tried to tell us that Barack Obama couldn't put us on. We was all Saudi at Obama when it was the Congress members all along. We got to focus on the legislative branch. Yeah, they the ones that make the laws. Yeah, they the ones right. How much food stamp money you get on the car? But when people that wanted to help us wanted the job, I know they probably lost Because we ain't even know their name. We ain't know their face. We ain't know at all So the Congress Or the State House That's legislative They make laws So what we want from the President Is what they do Okay y'all See they election every two years But we don't never even go to those The Congress they can raise minimum wage But we ain't even really know it though So you know how back in 08 When we all voted for Obama We was all supposed to go back in 2010 And vote for the Congress Cause they the ones make child support laws They the ones choose If your kids at school Get to eat steak or corn dogs The State House make the court calls. So if the country failed Then you can't say it's them it's your fault Cause y'all ain't know To vote for Congress Members that was for y'all And they don't gotta leave After four years And we just let them sit See they don't wanna tell you this They want you to focus On the president Now the third branch Is the judicial That's judges They the reason why John Crawford and Trayvon They had justice So when Meek Mill Got locked up Just for popping willies We blame the judge And not the city When they let her Get voted in Cause they ain't know Who to vote against Imagine life on the other side roads better Schools better Everybody get their license back Grocery store Food better, custody of your kids back. Homeless people get new shelters. If we gon' fix the US, we gotta start with them two letters. Me and you, somebody told us that the government wanna keep us broke. But the only reason why those people in the government is cause we ain't vote. And I ain't talking about the president, I'm talking about the ones we ain't know. See, they was gon' try to keep it low, but it's gon' hurt them when they see the pros.
1: Every time you stay home, someone is making a decision about you, making decisions about the air you breathe, the water you drink, the food your kids eat, and how much money you bring home every two weeks. So every time you sit out an election, every time you don't show up because you think it doesn't matter, someone else is happy that you didn't show up so they can make that decision for you. Vote.
0: How, how powerful is that, man? I mean, that video breaks it all the way down, all the way down. And the first time I had that explained to me on a level where I was understanding of it all from this position I'm in now, um, Angela Waters Austin, with One Love Global had, oh, what was it, Black the Vote, I think they were called, yeah. over to her building. And they, I mean, I sat down with a bunch of teenagers and it was, this wasn't even a year ago. And it's not explained to me to where I didn't understand. It was more or less putting it in perspective that I could reteach it to people. And I thought it was so amazing how they brought it to me and gave it to me to be able to fill out to the, to the world. But, I mean, it was just so powerful how they explained it to everybody and all the all the kids in there understood. But they asked the kids questions like, um, "What do you like school? And the kids would say, yeah, or whatever the case is. Or do you have any problems with school? or things you don't like there? And they would say, yeah, we had this problem or whatever. And they were saying, well, do you know how to fix those problems? And so then they would say, no, you know, we don't know. Maybe complain or go here and talk to this person or whatever. And so they were giving them ways to understand where voting matters at. Voting in the student or the um, school board. You know, if you want a different superintendent, you got to vote that school board in. That school board is who picks the superintendent. So if you don't like the superintendent and you make your complaints to the school board and they don't do anything about it, or if you're making your city complaints about your school to the school board, And they don't do anything about it where those people come up for election. So putting all of those things into perspective for young teenagers to learn right now in a way that they can understand it so that then when they get older and older and older, when they're my time, they're my age, they understand and have been involved in it from that level. I mean, they've been following it. It's a way to do things, man. And like, we just been doing it wrong for so long. We don't teach these things in in school. We teach the, all the things that they just said, but not how they directly affect people's lives and all of these brands and these names, the city council, you know, state reps and all of that. Like how these people can affect your daily life. Like he said, when he was talked about, um, child support in that video. That's something yeah. that a lot of people in our have community have a lot of complaints and about it and it affects them. And, you know, kids being taken, CPS and how they handle things, all of that stuff. Somebody that's voted on exactly. makes those rules and those laws. So if you don't yeah. like those rules or those laws, or if you think people are being over policed, or you think people are being over prosecuted, go after that position. The, the Ingham County prosecuting position is a position and I like the person there. Don't get me twisted on that one. I like Carol. I think she's great for our for our uh, for our city and our county. But If you don't like those positions, you can vote them out. If you don't like judges, if you think a judge is a super ass and he only really goes after that's something I've heard complained about some of our black judges and not some of them, but one in particular, I'm not going to name a name, but that they say he goes extra hard when black people come in front of him. Well, why do we keep voting him in then? You can see, you know, past cases,
1: if you suspect something, you can typically find out if it's true or not. And then you can see who's running against that judge in the next election. Right. And if you think about, you know, I want you to think about some of the things that, people complain about or are unhappy with or the things that typically affect people like you and I in your day-to-day lives okay now I'm going to read you a short list of some of the things that local government has a direct hand in so the local school quality direct hand in that what is one of the number one chief complaints in the city of Lansing is our public schools and how horrendous the conditions are the funding etc that is local government Um, policing and public safety i.e holding police accountable that's another one that is big in our city our these mayor, are things that are important to and our
0: city council has that power
1: rent costs and affordable housing that affects everybody there you know there's a whole union being surrounded about things like that public transit city colleges and job training programs we've talked about that a lot how there's you know f- lack of funding for these things and it's not accessible it's not being offered it's not widely known about alcohol and marijuana ordin- ordinances These are all things that are local government. So people don't even really understand the magnitude of the things that you're typically unhappy with and the day-to-day does not start at the president. It starts with your local government. So you got to know when these ordinances are coming up, these people are coming up for re-election, who's running against them, is somebody running against them?
0: If somebody's (laughs) not, find that person within your community and elevate them to the level to get elected. And then once they get elected, let them be you use that that seat that they took to better your community what a lot of times happens is especially in our community we'll up somebody to that level and then once they make that level we will we will sacrifice them by saying well now you're a politician that person's changed no they haven't changed you got to still talk to that person you still got to be involved with them you still gotta let them know your problems you still got to give them a chance to do the politicking up there because there's a lot of that so exactly. just you got to you got to put somebody you trust, somebody you believe really cares about your community up to the level of being able to help you. And then you got to stick with them and make sure that they get it done. You can't just throw them up there and hope that they, everything's going to be Just hope fixed. for the best. They don't know what your problems no. are.
1: And we're in a really unique situation right now, even in our city where we've got, you know, in our state. We've got some really great people right now um, at different levels of, of government that are willing to talk to the people and really want to get to know the communities. They want to know what are the issues plaguing us, the common person. They want to know these things. So we have to capitalize on that because some people don't. You never hear about them. And the tides are turning. More and more people are getting involved in local government because they want to be the change that they see need that we need my nephew
0: d'angelo says i took ap government class in high school and that short video gave me a better understanding than my whole semester class preach nephew this is what i'm saying it all matters on how we get this information out my nephew is woke too he understands and he reads and he pays attention and i mean for him to say that hey that video did it for me this video just came out a year not even a year ago and he's saying that that video did it for me. He's in his third year of college right now. And that's a problem.
1: Why is it not being broken down for our kids and our children? Because, well, systemically, I, you know,
0: we understand who's teaching it, too.
1: And you have to think about two other areas. Are they getting it broken down for them a little bit differently and better so that they understand and they know? when you talk about systemic things, like we have to attack it directly and head on. So that's, you know, the special guest, we're, we're gonna discuss a lot of that.
0: So now that everybody is accustomed and understanding what we're gonna talk about now, I guess we can give the understanding of who's coming on. So we have County Commissioner of District Three, Darrell Slaughter is coming on. Let me give him a little round of applause, yeah. <laughs> So we're going to bring him on. This is why I brought this is this is so Just you guys understand. I don't just bring anybody on to the show. I'm not here to boost up politicians. That's not my job. That's not what my my goal is. But like I said before, my my job, I believe, is to when we boost a person to a position is to continue to give them encouragement to do the right job that they're trying to do, that they said they were going to do um, to continue to. To support them from this level and keep their ear and, you know, keep our our voice in their ear. Like, what better is there to be than, you know, than have somebody that came from your same environment that's in a position like this and be able to have their ear. Right. And so on top of that fact, I didn't I didn't seek out Darrell Slaughter. Tell them how we met. I met Darrell the very first time I met Darrell. We were at City Hall and it was after the Lily uh, incident with LPD. And we were down there to answer or to ask questions of the mayor, and what he was going to do and so on and so forth with the village Lansing when we first started. And we came down there with like 10 people and Darrell made it a point to come up to me. And he introduced himself and introduced his position and said that, you know, he he really felt strongly about the situation as well. And he supported us and wanted, you know, to see change happen. So that was how I first met him. And we talked and he talked there. And then later on with the village, we started to have these fellowship barbecues every Monday. And I just noticed that Darrell would pop up and he would come out there and play, you know, seven on seven bat or football with us, three on three basketball. He would hang out the entire time. He'd always bring something to eat or a juice. Even the very first fellowship we did was at Ferris Park and he couldn't make it. He he couldn't make it for the whole thing, but he made sure he popped up, brought some juices dropped, and water, introduced kids. himself and took pictures with us all and so on and so forth. So just making itself accessible to the neighborhood. And this was a neighborhood that just a week prior had a, a deadly shooting of a teenage kid. And he came out there and you don't see a lot of politicians that'll, that'll take that stance and say, Hey, you know what? I need to be involved in what, you know, what's going on with this. And I need to be there. And matter of yeah. fact, it wasn't about the Lily situation. I'm sorry. When we had that uh, meeting at city hall, it was about the shooting at Ferris Park. Yeah, and that man being the shot. influx
1: of violence that the everybody saw in such a short period of time with the, the young people. Yeah. And, you know, when he found out about what the fellowship barbecues were, a lot of politicians would kind of distance themselves from that because it does put them in a kind of a precarious situation to be right there with people that might not be all that happy with the city government right at that moment or with the state government, or whatever the case may be. And he would still show up. He yeah. told us he wanted to talk to people and and hear about you know. But it didn't what, seem what political
0: whatsoever. No, he, he showed up out there to to in him. shorts and a t shirt, and mm-hmm. I mean, we played football one day to where. And if you ever seen Darrell, he's a tall dude, big dude. He's like probably about six five. I mean, he was running with the best of them. He surprised the hell out of me. I mean, he was just out there playing. You know, played tight end yeah. for us, played a little defense for us. I mean, it just was just all. People. It was a it was a blast, and we mm-hmm. had other politicians show up and. I, I don't like to say politicians, but, you know, political people that are in the pol- in a political uh, environment here in the city show up out there. But, and I'm not saying anything bad about any of them or any that didn't show up. But I mean, Darrell was very sincere. And since them, since those times, we've kept in touch and we talk every now and then or, you know, I'll beat something off of him. Hey, How do you think about this or whatever the case is? So he's just been a normal dude. And we talked before this and we talked about that, you know, the fact that he stated like I'm just a normal guy, you know, and I never thought never seen myself in this position, but. Here I am, you know, and and I'm I'm working. So I just want to help, you know, help our community. So yeah,
1: a person that wanted to help their community and, you know, took some steps to try to, again, be that change.
0: So without further ado, we are going to bring on our County Commissioner, Darrell Slaughter. Let me get him on the phone here. What's going on, my brother? Hey, hey how are you? How are you doing?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Man, you said a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, great, uh, nice things about me. I appreciate that. Oh, <laughs> man, I'm sincere.
0: My brother, I would, like I said, I wouldn't bring anybody on here that I that I had a beef with that way. You know, I, I think that you've been doing a good job, man, and we're going to talk more about that, but ultimately, yeah, you've been a genuine person. We're just happy person. to have you on. Yeah, so you've been a genuine person, so I want to bring you on here, man, and get the people to understand what you do. Um, what what's your job entitles, how that can help uh, people around the city and the county, you know. So tell us a little bit about yourself, man, and, w- and what you do.
2: Yeah. So again, thank you for that that very nice introduction, and I want to applaud you guys for doing this uh, podcast. You know, it's something that we talked a little bit beforehand about. Um, you know, how it's needed to have some type of podcast, some type of like. You know something very localized to what we're going through there's a lot there's a lot there so i applaud you guys for doing this absolutely uh, but that. yeah absolutely but uh Darrell slaughter uh so not originally from lansing uh, originally uh, born uh, in detroit raised in the outskirts um came up here to go to school um always had like an interest in like social justice uh issues first when i came to lansing i, I started working with the naacp um, actually, with then uh, well now, Representative Anthony. That's actually where I first met her at the NAACP, working on uh, just a variety of issues. Uh, and we were like the two young people within uh, within the NAACP, so we had a lot to uh, to connect over. Uh, but Rich, so going from working with the NAACP, got involved in some political campaigns, wanting to learn like how does like a campaign work? How do you get people elected? Uh, how to get good people elected, not just anybody who's willing to pay you some money, but like people, you know, they're going to make some changes. So i got that experience. Um, And then more recently started working with the ACLU, uh, which is a great organization that I serve like locally um, as the vice chair, but also serve on the state board of directors. And I started working with the ACLU, working on criminal justice reform uh, policy, um, you know, or, around the time, this was like 2015, 2016, when I got involved with them, you know, I was just fed up. You know, I was fed up with all the, like, the shootings by, like, unarmed, uh, young black men. You know, I mean, any of those shootings could have been me, could have been you, my younger brother. I, I, have a, I mean, I feel like I had a responsibility to do Absolutely. something, you know? And so that was always my, like, my, my first, like, go-to working on criminal criminal justice issues. Um, And working on uh, raise the age. I don't know if you guys remember uh, the big victory that happened uh, last year, but basically raising the age. Yep. Uh, Folks from uh, from 17, 18 year old when they're tried as adult, you know, I'm happy to say that myself and some of the folks that I worked with locally, we were a big part of like um, helping to get some of that, that, get that passed, you know, so organizing around those issues. So let me not to cut you off, but I have a couple questions for you. How old are you? So I actually just had a birthday on Monday. I just
0: turned 33. 33 oh, years old. See, happy birthday. Yeah. The reason I want to talk about that is because a lot of people may think they're too young to get involved with this. But from what you just told me, you've been involved for at least six years now, politically or moving in with these groups and doing stuff. So you got involved pretty
2: early. Yeah, actually, I've been involved like doing something political for about 10, 10 11 years. Nice. You know? And, yeah, and I was always like the, you know, I didn't know anything. All I knew is, like, from what I saw, like, Dr. Luther King, I, saw, you know, you see all these people, President Obama, you know, like, but, you know, how, how can I get involved? How can I make change, you know? And so you're never too young. You're never right. too young to get involved, you know? So you got to get over that intimidation factor. And so another thing I heard was that, and this is
0: kind of how it goes for everybody, because this is exactly yeah. why I got involved. Yeah. And, and I wish that it didn't always have to be, but it's, it's like it. We get involved when something directly affects us, or if we can feel the effects of something or how it can affect us, then we say, wow, we got to jump on something. We got to do something here. So that's a lot of the reason why people catapult into these issues is because they they finally get fed up. And and that's kind of what happened with you. You got fed up with seeing all of this going on and said, I got to do something.
2: Yeah, I got tired of standing on the sideline. I mean, I got tired of like watching like the news and be like, man, that sucks. Or like doing social media activism. Like, man, we need to do something about, you know, what happened to Michael Brown or Trayvon Martin. You know, that wasn't enough for me. I was like, nah, let me actually do something. Let me try to organize people. Let's see what we can do locally and then see where we can take this, you know. So so are you you a graduate from Michigan State then? I am, I'm a proud graduate. Yeah, go, green.
0: go green, go green. All right. Uh-huh. So, so at Michigan State, what did you study that helps you where you're at now?
2: Yes. Yeah. So I studied uh, in the political science department. Um, so it's like right, you know, right in line. So my degree is actually in public policy. Oh wow. Um, but like to get involved in like politics or any of this stuff. I mean, you don't have to have that type of degree. I right. mean, I mean, you just have to have a passion for people and willing to like work hard. Absolutely. Know, and want to be responsive. You know, so. Um, yeah, that was my degree, but yeah, you do That's not a prerequisite at all. No, you absolutely, know? we understand that because Donald
0: Trump is in office. He <laughs> didn't. He didn't have to have no degree to do that. <laughs>
2: that's
0: a whole nother. We talked
2: forever about that. Yeah. So, so, so how okay. did you?
1: How did your your foray into you know the political world start? You know, initially, besides you know obviously the call to action for yourself, but how did you act you know actively get involved?
2: Right, and and so this is why. Another time, I mean, why teachers are so important, right? So I so I originally said when I was living in the trade area, I was going to Wayne State University, had a great professor who I would spend time with after class. Just talking about social justice. This is like 0- 08, you know, 07, 07, 08, you know, saying like, okay, we saw what happened with Dr. King and the Civil Rights Movement, and it seemed like everybody acts like, okay, we solved everything like what was the next step you know what was the ne- next iteration of what the work that he did and then so this is around the same time president obama you know came about and some other issues were happening around kind of a couple of years removed from the uh, the affirmative action vote that happened in 2006. uh so there was just a lot of stuff that was kind of just brewing in me and so uh, from having those conversations with that professor we actually had started a little organization uh, called Green Nation, where we focused on like environmental justice, clean energy, that type of thing, and talking to the people that looked like us. Because a lot of the conversation that was happening and about renewable energy and green jobs and all that, they weren't talking to us. They weren't talking to anybody who looked like, I mean, it was only the people who were already established. And so from that, I did a lot of organizing, going around talking to people about clean energy and social justice and those sort of things. You know, when, you know, when you do that enough, you meet enough people, you meet enough, you meet you know, legislators, you meet people who are like organizers like yourself, you know, and then you kind of get, you know, get plugged into that universe. And so from, from that, I worked in the NAACP and again, cutting my teeth there. Um, again, meeting people like, you know, Representative Sarah Anthony and some other great folks, um, Jermaine Phillips, like young, like hungry Black people that wanted to like make a change. Yeah. And now they're, you know, they're, You know, our state representative, Tremaine Phil, hopefully one day you'll have him on. He's like a top, you know, state of Michigan government official, great people. So, um, yeah, it just just took like just having some courage and just talking to people and and being fearless and unapologetic. So So your position, oh, I know all about it, brother. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Unapologetic is I have to live on that. I'm going to get that tattooed on my forehead so people can Uh stop being mad when I speak my mind. But, um. What you proceeded, or you came after? So Sarah was in your position, and then you took her spot, and she moved up, correct? Mm -hmm. And so, is that going to be kind of the uh, the trajectory you plan to take, or
2: where do you see yourself five years from now? Uh, So, and and I'm flattered that you asked that question. So right now, I'm just focusing on being like county commissioner. I'm focusing on like doing that job. Obviously, naturally, people get asked those type of questions. I'm the, I'm solely focused on county commission, you know, and I think Sarah is doing an amazing job. She sets like the blueprint for how to do that that job uh, well. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm I'm focused. Well, yeah, on. let me make sure that I make that question correct. I do
0: believe Sarah's doing an awesome job too. I would, oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I'm hoping eventually she moves up too, so that position will be open, and then maybe that's something that Daryl can come out in and, and jump into.
2: There's a lot of talented people out there, and you know you worked have- on this. <laughs> you worked on this answer. I can tell.
1: We know. We know what we,
2: no, we want to see. I'm not gonna.
0: I'm not gonna pound you on that one. I get what you're saying. So, what is it that you do as the county commissioner for the district three? What is and what position? does that entail? Yeah. District three is the southwest part of the the county. And what is it that you do? Uh, and how can that directly affect our communities? People that look like me and you.
2: No, absolutely. I'm I'm glad you asked this question. Um, And I actually, it's funny, some of my family members who were very active in helping me get elected, sometimes they'll forget like, okay, what does the county commissioner do? Because it's not the thing that you mostly think about. Um, So first of all, so my district uh, is South Lansing, so Southeast and uh, Southwest Lansing. So I have MLK and and South Cedar that run through it. Um, And so, um, and it's hard to, I wish I had a map, I could show you guys what it looks like. but uh, county commissioner, we basically are the, the legislative and executive uh, body that makes decisions on behalf of all the county departments. Um, and so we approve budgets. We, you know, work with uh, department heads and there's countywide electeds. We work with them on budgets and, you know, policy um, so what that means, we have, for example, like the sheriff's department, the the the, the jail, um, the Ingham County Health Department, which is very involved in our response to, to the coronavirus. Um, you know, our parks and zoos, so Hawk Island, those sorts of things, our animal control, all that is under the umbrella of the Yam County, um, Ingham County, and the Board of Commissioners. Again, we um, set, we approve budgets, we set the budgets and approve them. Um, we hire and fire our d- different department heads um, hold people accountable so I mean it's like think about it like city council uh, for like city council with the executive function within the county I you got know you. so yeah, yeah that makes sense
0: yeah okay. so you guys yeah. deal with the DHS as well then
2: a little bit we have some interaction with the health department there but the DhS obviously is the state. You know, okay, but there's yeah. gonna be some natural interaction between the Ingham County Health Department and DHS. Um, but, they, I mean, the, they're in the same building, so they work with, with each other in terms of trying to help people get Medicaid, uh, Medicaid and, you know, different assistance. So well, so how about the Ingham County Youth Center? Yep, that's underneath our, uh, yep. So actually, so I actually am fortunate enough, I chair our law and courts committee. So there's four committees um, within the Ingham County Board of Commissioners, and one of those committees is law and courts, which oversees all of the criminal justice aspects of the county. So, again, the Sheriff's Department, the prosecutor's office, the judges, the youth center. The youth center is under that umbrella, so we, make, we fund them.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I think we lost them. No. We lost
2: everybody. Uh-oh, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you back now. We got now.
1: you back, that was quick.
2: <laughs> okay. Yep all right great no no so yeah the youth center is yeah it's, it's under the umbrella of that uh, law and courts committee so um but yeah no that's a it's a fantastic uh facility i mean what makes that facility so great is that you know the kids that are there are not just being held there but also getting some therapy while they're there mm. so we have one of the best um programs like that in the entire country i know we're being, constantly being studied from other counties in terms of how to how you run a successful uh, juvenile detention program uh you know at a county level and so very proud to be part of that
0: well a lot of people don't know this but i've i'm I'm aware of the ingham county youth center because i spent a lot of time there when i was a young man so and they do do a good job and they and, and i you know they really helped to change my life in just that function i didn't ever go to a placement or anything past that but um, they really helped to change my life. Some of the, some of the names, and I, I, I know these people aren't still there anymore, but Mr. Bobo was one of the guys that was there. Uh, Mr. Pringle okay. was one of the guys that were there. Mr. Arambula was our teacher. And those guys, I mean, they really took the time to just kick it with us and mentor us into better situations. And, that. and I think it's so important at that level to have some people in there that care and not are just there for the
2: job. So uh, thank Absolutely. you guys for doing that, man, and keeping that up to
0: par. So that's good.
2: Absolutely, and I, I've made it a tradition. I've I've gone there a number of times. I try to make it a tradition. Every single Thanksgiving, I try to spend Thanksgiving dinner uh, mm. with the kids. Oh, they got know, some and, of the best food there, too, real talk. They, they, they do. They feed them good, <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. they always have great food, and the kids are great, too, man. And yeah. They really, You can really just see in their face, like, you know, a lot of them want to get on the right path and, you know, get their, their life together and all that. So yeah, they're so, so young. Sometimes all they need is a little attention
0: and a little love man, and it, and it changes yeah. the world, you know, so yeah, Absolutely. that's awesome So, um outside of that What yeah. other things are you involved in you said you're involved with the ACLU and then the NAACP? So what other things are you involved with like what do
2: you do in your leisure time? I should say
0: uh, What's what's that?
2: What's leisure time? Yeah, it's too uh, busy for that, right? Yeah, well now that's all we have with leisure time now, um, uh, but yeah, so like outside of like being a county commissioner, yeah, like I said previously, I'm involved with the ACLU, you know, other organizations like uh, the NAACP. Um, you know, I, I try to I try to volunteer. I, so I, I try to help with my neighborhood association, Old Everett Neighborhood Association. Um, still working on it. It's a work in progress um, to do that. Um, but I just try to just. Be out on the bomb again. I'm a regular guy, you know, outside of like this, like doing politics and you know, all of that. You know, I love hip hop music, I I love, I'm a huge like music ed, you know, I love comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a regular guy, I love sports. You know, I, I, you know, you were talking about how we were playing uh pickup football and, and basketball. I mean, you can always catch me on a court somewhere. You know, I'm not the best, I'm definitely <laughs> not the best. I, I get out there for the exercise too. So and
0: it's important but, that people know that, man. That we just I mean, people that are in those positions are just normal people the most of them. You know, and if they come from where we come from, it's just the normal person that decided to get involved, put themselves yeah. in a position and found a backing to put them up where they need to be. So I mean, that's really what the
2: what you're saying here.
0: That's right. No, absolutely. We're
2: like normal people. I mean, councilman like Brian Jackson, like normal yeah. cool guy. One of my one of my good friends, you know um you know sarah like all these other like this great we're, we're regular people we just happen to be in this position you know in, the, in these capacities um i know you were talking earlier about the importance of the community like helping like to support us and the work we're doing yeah. we absolutely need you guys i mean that's because we're in that position that does not mean like you know you know okay everything's solved like we need your continued support and like the voice, uh, voice problems. And let me know, I don't have, like, I don't always have an idea of what, you know, the big problems are. I need to hear from, from you, Michael or Erica, like, let me know. What am I miss? What can I do to help, you know, make some changes too. Absolutely. So you're available. I mean, yeah. and I tell people
0: this all the time, like most of our yeah. politicians are on Facebook. You have a messenger, just like anybody else. You guys usually have an open door, like Sarah, Anthony, you can go up and talk to her anytime in the, in the house of representatives. Yeah. I'm so like, you're the Mm -hmm. same way i mean you're you're very approachable if anybody sees you out and they have an issue within your district to come say hey Darrell, this is an issue over here can you can you touch on this and it seems like i mean from my experience with you you're very open
2: to that am i right to
1: have a conversation
2: i I try to because i mean at the end of the day you all elected me and i was sworn to do a job and i believe part of that job is making sure that if you guys have issues or concerns that I help address it. Now it doesn't always mean that you're gonna get the, the the outcome that you want, but at least like help like helping you explore, helping connect you to the, your the right resources. Absolutely. Um. So that's that's really important to me. I think I, I don't understand how you can be an elected official and not at least do that. Absolutely. Um, but it's, it's so important to me. So. So talking about elected officials. Now I have been
0: a big proponent. I've been saying this for the longest that, you know, right now it's like. Everybody's like really because we have the man in the, in the White House, he's the polarizing figure of politics for a lot of people. But we are actually doing way better in the state of Michigan. I mean, with Gretchen Whitmer as our governor, Gilchrist as the lieutenant governor, you got Sarah Anthony of our as Lansing's representative. Um, you got some really good people in place. I mean, you such as yourself. Um, a Carol Siemens, she's somebody that I've been like so I've been watching. You know, I'm, I'm friends with her on Facebook and I've been watching like the way that she's so in touch with her white privilege and then she speaks on it so openly and talks i mean she's the she's the ingham county prosecutor she's very candid. and she's doing things to knock back a lot of these old you know good old boy situations that have been here for so long so like ultimately do you feel like we have a good structure going forward and is this something that we need to really be celebrating as as michiganders and people of this community need to be celebrating
2: absolutely Absolutely. Everybody you just named off and, and more, I think we are really fortunate to have a good set, a good crop of uh, local local elected officials. I, I cannot think off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody who is like strongly committed to serving you know the residents of Lansing or Ingham County like we are very fortunate to have like this good crop of people i think they all care you know now do we always agree with the direction and how they you know i mean that's that's what debate and discussion is all about right, right. but i don't think i think it would be uh, very it would be incorrect to question people's commitment to um, serving and so we are we're very fortunate um, you're right. Uh, prosecutor Seaman is somebody I've known for a couple of years. I actually met her first when I was through the ACLU. I uh, one of the things I wanted to make sure we had a big um, election to fill the uh, the prosecutor position, and we held the ACLU held a forum um, for all the different people that were running for uh, prosecutor, and we wanted to make sure our prosecutor was somebody who was progressive and you know didn't have like the whole lock em up mentality. You know who was like working to find alternate sentencing to make sure people got treatment instead of just getting, just throwing them in jail. And, you know, she stood out to me even back then. Um, she, you know, and she, I consider her. Uh...
0: We lost him again. Is that?
1: It might be his connection. Do we
2: got you back? I think we just lost you. Very fortunate uh, compared to some other um, places. But, yeah, young County is great. So,
0: um, given that, I've, all, a couple of those people that I just named have gotten a lot of criticism. Carol being one of them, and then Gretchen Whitmer. And Gretchen, in the very latest, has gotten a lot of criticism on how, and I don't think that it's founded, my own personal perspective, but, I mean, some of the things that have come out have been so discouraging, given that we know right here that she's really looking out for our best interests. So like, and then Carol as well, when she came out and she was talking about looking back on some of the um convictions the murder convictions convictions. and i understood and i was actually able to sit down with carol i had an incident that happened about not me personally but with a family member about three or four months ago and i i just wrote her an email and she responded and was like come on in and meet me and i went and Mm -hmm. sat down with her for about an hour and we talked and i was just blown away by you know her candidness and her openness to talk about really tough issues especially for people. That are not, you know, not of color. They, they really have an issue talking about some of those things They're admitting that there's issues there. And she was so open. And, and I was just like I was in awe. And at that moment, I left from that meeting thinking, wow, we got to make sure we keep her around. But Gretchen, mm-hmm. I had a chance to meet when they had a gun rally down at the Capitol. And she was there and I got a chance to meet her. And she took a picture of my son and whatever. She seemed really uh, straightforward. Nice. I haven't really had a chance to sit down and talk with her. But what do you think about, you know, all of the criticism coming out for these two people and do you think it's founded or do you think that, you know, these people need to be praised in the correct fashion?
2: Well, first of all, again, I'm going to praise uh, Governor Whitmer and Prosecutor Seaman. I think they're doing a great job. I think they're doing a, a, an amazing job. Um, you know, so let's, you, can, you can take, you know, take the folks who want to score political points, you know, out of these criticisms, put those to the side, you know. And for like, for example, we'll, we'll talk about the, the, you know, the governor's stay at home order and extending it and how folks are, you know, like, hey, you know, my type, my industry or my business, you know, you know, we will make, we'll make sure we have all the precautions. We'll make sure our workers are safe and, you know, you know, this, that and other, you know, and I am so sympathetic, you know, I was actually talking to somebody earlier about this, you know, imagine if you're a person who, you know, maybe they spent you know, a lot of their money to start this, you know, small business, you know, and, you know, this situation is like really hurting like the long vision or the future of your your small business. And, you know, may not be able to open up. And I am so sympathetic. However, I do believe that Governor Whitmer is erring on the side of science and is letting the professionals, the public health professionals make the determination, make the call. Um, You know, and I said that earlier and I, I, you know, I, I get the anxiety, I get the angst about it for sure. Um, but you know what's worse, you know what? So they say opening up, uh, reopening up Michigan and some of those businesses will immediately help our economy. I think what's even worse for our economy is allowing people potentially get sick and die. You know, I think there's nothing worse than than that than you know having our you know having to stay at home order to go longer. So I understand people's criticisms, but. And and I'm sympathetic, but we got to listen here on the side of science. And that's why, you know, in this capacity, as a commissioner, you know, Linda Vale, I don't know if you guys have had the opportunity, Linda Vale is our chief health officer who is coordinating Ingham County's response to the uh, coronavirus, Mm -hmm. doing a fantastic job, doing an amazing job. And, you know, I'm I'm listening to her. I'm going to support everything she says because she's the expert, she's been studying this, her and her team have been studying this, you know. And then for Carol, you know, and I I understood her 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 uh, her direction, and you know, I support her. I know she um, took some flag but I understand her heart's in the in the right place, yeah. and and making sure that we're trying to. You know, people that deserve a second look and a second shot, that they get that opportunity, Absolutely. you know, so uh, and that's where I, I believe that's where her heart and, and what she was aiming for So I Yeah. And after that. I
0: was able to have that conversation with her, I understood what she was saying, too. And so, I mean, yeah. I think context goes deep in a lot of these situations and in the world we live in today. A lot of people are just about the headline. They don't look any deeper than that. You know, so that that, kind of hurts us
1: And I really appreciated the fact that she After the backlash happened, she did come out And she did apologize for any offense You know, I didn't mean to hurt any families And she explained herself She gave that context And not everybody is willing to do that And I think that, how important do you think that is? Because you're obviously somebody that will give context You'll have a conversation There's a lot um, of people that won't They won't even entertain that You can be mad, and that's just it
2: no, no, you I mean, I think you deserve I mean, the the people that put you in office deserve to hear your rationale for why you're doing this, or for you to better explain yourself on why you're doing it. You know again, it comes back comes back to we're you guys elected us, and we serve you. And so, for Carol, I mean, I I wouldn't expect anything less from her. She's a a stand-up person, very candid, you know. I mean, she has often joked around with me and saying, like, I'm not really a politician. You know, I'm just a person who just wants to do a a great job. Um, (laughs) And she is very candid and and very honest, but it's all... We're losing them again. I think it's
1: the... um I think it's his connection. Yeah, it's his Skype connection. Oh, there we go. We lost you again. I think just it's your like connection. Yeah, we I got think you it's back Skype now. connection.
0: Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah yep. I got okay. you. God. And so yeah. we lost that last bit. If you want to repeat the last thing you said, we we lost that on the transmission. You are talking about Carol. Oh, I was just...
2: Yeah, no, I was just saying, yeah, I think she's doing uh, uh, this to wrap it up, just say I think she's doing a great job I think she wants to respect the rights of everybody And make sure that everybody uh, gets a fair Understandably, but, and I yeah. agree
0: So, about the lockdown and, and that's the biggest criticism that people are having right now Is that Gretchen Whitmer put us all in this extended lockdown But my thing is this Would you, leave if, if tomorrow Gretchen Whitmer was to come out to appease the few people that are upset Which we know she wouldn't, because that's why we all elected her Because she's doing her thing At the Mm -hmm. end of the day, if she said, "Okay, everybody, you can go out now. These people made enough noise. I wouldn't go out. You're not going to. I wouldn't care. I'm going to stay in my quarantine as long as I need to to be safe until they have a cure for this thing or until they have some sort of a treatment, they can open up the country all they want to. I'm not going to go outside because my wife, as everybody knows, is is immune deficient. And if she are immune uh, compromised. So if she's an out, if I go out and get it and give it to her. So ultimately, it's really it's really a. um it's really an argument that doesn't even need to be had. I mean, there's no way that we could go back to normal life, and Dr. Fauci's even said this, without
2: some sort of a treatment or a cure. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I did hear Dr. Fauci say um, similar things. Look, we, we can't put people like, like Erica at risk or my mom. My mom has, you know, she's been going through some, some treatments, you know, and has like, as a result, has compromised her immune system. I have a younger brother who uh, has diabetes. These are things that all can, uh, uh, folks who have those uh, those conditions, will, if they get coronavirus, will have a rough time, you know? Um, and so we have to make sure that we're protecting all of us and all not people. just all people, not just the folks who are, you know, healthy and spry and, you know, if I get it, I'll, you know, lived through I've heard stories of marathon runners getting it and having this, the the roughest time people who are you know in amazing shape yeah. and just having and having a terrible time with it and you know some some have, they they passed yeah. you know so this thing is unpredictable I mean yeah, yeah. there's some we just don't know enough
1: it's a great we word for it it's it's unpredictable.
0: unpredictable and
1: it's, it's unpredictable. like
0: staying in this lockdown is really giving us time to figure out more about it find some cures or vaccines or something that can give us a, a fighting chance against this thing. Cause we just don't know. Like you said, anybody is catching it. You got marathon runners that are catching it and passed away. So we just don't know enough yet. So I'm, I'm fully on support of all of those people that we talked about. I think they're all doing a fantastic job. I will hold them accountable. If they're not, you can Absolutely. believe that. So.
1: Absolutely. So the, the goal, um, a lot of the conversation today is talking about local government and how important it is. So what would you tell you know, our listeners? Why is it so important for them, Kind of in, in, with your background, your context, your experience in government? Why is it so important for people like us to be involved and to be voting in these local elections?
2: Yeah, and Eric, I'll have to say, Erica, you did cut out for a second, but I, I think I caught enough of what you said uh, of your question about why it's important for like, people like you and, and others to be involved. Because, you know, honestly, because you guys know, like, I mean, I'm a regular person that goes out on the street, but there's I may have blind spots. I mean, I don't live your life. I don't see, like, the issues that you may see, you know. And so your role is, like, you know, lifting up and elevating those issues and letting me know or others know. And so that we can actually do something within our spirit of influence and, and power to try to rectify or at least try to solve the problem. Nice. Um you know, and also, you know, I, I, I want to see more people that look like us, like involved in these positions. You know, um, I have some great colleagues on the county commission. I, fantastic. I think we get on really well. I think we've done some really great things and we'll continue. But, you know, I think diversity is important. You know, I'm there's, there's only two people of color on the M. County board of commissioners, myself and um commissioner uh our chairman brian crinshaw is doing an amazing job as chair during all this um but like we're only two people of color on that board you know other uh, other bodies you know there's just not enough diversity you know uh in terms of of race i mean in gender absolutely gender as well um but in race yeah that's that's really uh lacking and so you know so get involved to like Elevate, like let people like me know about issues, and then we can start to brainstorm. But also, I want to see you get involved one day. So, like you said earlier, may I decide to to not run for re-election or whatever. I want to make sure that, like, oh, I did like I did all that work, and all of a sudden it's going to go to the wayside because the, my successor yeah. is not on the same page, you know, like, or we're, has- like we're seeing right now in the government,
0: exactly. With yeah. Our president, yeah, all that work that was done, and then now it's just washed down because the next person came in wasn't on the same page
2: exactly, exactly. representation
1: I mean, yeah. matters
2: absolutely i mean yeah and have your own twisted
0: we lost him again yeah
1: we lost him for just a sec come on
0: we lost you again there um one set one question i have for you because i think this is a, a major major question that I always have for people when they say this, my vote won't count. I I asked this question to Sarah Anthony. I want to make sure that I make this uh, very pointed what I mean by this, because I'm not trying to single out like how many votes you got or anything like that. But I think it's important to know when you look at the mayor's uh, voting numbers, the mayor, which is pretty much the top of all of voting, you know, that's that's who everybody goes to the polls and everything that falls under. They check and a lot of times don't pay attention to, although they should the mayor won i think it was 12,000 votes that that were cast that the mayor won and it wasn't by that many votes it was that many votes Total. out of 116,000 people in the city so to and i i don't know i don't know how to say this best but either answer it or you don't have to how many votes does it take to become somebody like let's take away your position let's say a city council member how many people do you need to go to the polls and say hey I want uh, Darrell Slaughter to be our next, uh, you know, uh, Ward 2 city council member. And then in that same breath, if there's two people running for that position, how many votes do they usually win by in a local election? I mean, are we talking landslides or can one vote matter?
2: Yeah, you know, a lot of times, uh, and just to be completely frank, it really just depends on the the dynamics of the race. You know, I, I don't think there's like one. I mean, I think in general the incumbent will win. So the I mean, person who's already in office generally wins. Um, but there's a lot of dynamics that, that play a role. So, you know, how's the incumbent doing? You know, are there issues around them? Or, you know, so like to say, like those type of things have to factor in if you're talking about, um, you know, likelihood of winning or unseating an incumbent those type of things. Uh, but it, it, there's some math involved that you had to figure out um and so yeah, I can't it may sound like I'm dancing, but that uh, there really isn't like a, like a straight up answer to it. It really just depends on the race and the situation. Well so. the reason
0: the reason I ask this and the reason that I say this because a lot of times people think their vote doesn't count first of all, but if there's right. 5,000 yep. people on the south side of town that believe yep. their vote doesn't count and they all look like us, this right. is a lot of the reason why we can't get somebody that looks like us. Even now we've never had a mayor that looks like us so at the end of the day and i'm not i'm not saying anything about our current one i'll get to that another time but my point is this is why because our community believes that a lot of them believe that our votes don't matter and they they need to understand that they do man
2: i'm telling you so if there's one thing that's true like your your vote counts right because it literally i mean if you look at some of the turnout uh of who's actually like coming out vote so you take the entire universe of all the people who are registered to vote in, let's say your Mm -hmm. district or whatever and who actually comes out uh depending on the election there's like a huge gap like a small like tiny percentages you know imagine if like you had an influx uh you know just by a couple percentages of like of those people who are registered but just don't come out Right. Man, they, could, they could easily swing an election and, and, you know, you know, there could be some changes that would happen. You know, the person right. gets uh, who, or who you're unhappy with, you know, gets kicked out off. So absolutely your voice, I mean, your vote matters. Any voice matters as well. Right. And so, yeah, that's what I would say. So there's yeah, you can make a change. This is your one vote yeah. for sure. Especially
0: if your one vote can accompany three or four others that you're talking to going to the polls with. Yeah, it's just so important. And I think that's what we really wanted to talk about today was just how important elections are, you know, to get people to look like you or to have the mindset doesn't even have to look like you. Because with Carol, I mean, she's the exact opposite of you. So but she still has that right mindset. She's still putting things in place, you know. So at the end of the day, it's really just getting the candidate that's willing to do the work for your community
2: and for the people. Mm hmm. Absolutely, and again, uh, you. So you cut out. So I, but I caught the very end of what mm-hmm. you were just saying. Uh, but uh, I, I think I heard you say uh, uh, it's important to get your, the person elected, you know, so they can do what they're. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely, and, and you know, hopefully we can hammer this home too. That just because you got, let's say, a Darrell elected or a Brian Jackson or a Sarah Anthony elected, that's not. I mean, that's just the beginning of the work. Like, the next part is, like, let's work together on an agenda, crafting an agenda, or how, you know, like, strategize, like, how can we, you know, you know, get something done, you know, through, you know, having people support versus, you know, some of the things that the elected official have, you know, so, like, it's not the end, it's just the beginning once you get, you know, that person into the actual office, There's there's a lot more work a lot more partnership either, so. Absolutely. It's
0: all hard work, but it yeah. needs to be done. That's a fact. Exactly. So on the lighter side, what you been doing, man, for the quarantine? You playing any video game? Uh, you yeah. said you've been busy with all the work. I understand <laughs> that. But you got to have yeah. some type of time to keep your mind sane. Staying what you at home. Doing?
2: Staying at home. So first of all, yeah, staying at home, making minimal trips to like the grocery store uh, when I can. Um, catching up on some TV shows that people have been telling me to watch. And I'm like, OK, this, I have the time now, so let me check it out. Um, there's a show on HBO called Secession, uh, okay. which, is, which is interesting. Um, it's, it's about this uh, corporate uh, mogul uh, family and all the gamesmanship of like running the company. So I've been watching that. Uh I haven't played some video games and I, I, I do love video games when I have time I don't have as much time now uh, these days but Do you get on uh, Warzone? What's that? You get on Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone at all? You know what? I I heard about that game. I haven't played it yet. Uh <laughs> I'm actually not that good at first person shooters. Me neither. I'm terrible yeah i i i never i never never had any success with yeah. first person shooters you know but i I usually choose like more of like a third person like uh, you know, action adventure. but now I'm a video game head catching up on new music that's coming out um uh, so you know I'm trying to make the most of it too. I'm also trying to like do you know try to find some books to read and try to like some self improvement type thing I'm always about like what can I do to improve myself yeah, uh, so and also, I'm getting, you know, I'm eating, you know, I think a lot of people have like kind of been relayed like, man, my refrigerator, I refrigerated. I keep going to my refrigerator. I've never gone yeah. much. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to have to uh, work out a, a more regular workout uh, regimen. So I, next I, time, I have, I'll go in.
1: I was going to say, I think that's all of us. I feel like I'm getting hungry in between meals, which I never did before.
0: Uh, well, you know what? Come springtime, when all this gets lifted in summer, we're going to be having our fellowship
2: Mondays again.
0: We'll get you okay. out there on the basketball court. That'll work some of it off for you. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. No, I, I, I'm excited because everybody's going to be in the same state. You know, everybody's going to be out of shape for the most yeah. part. Yeah. We'll, we'll, part. We'll,
0: we'll old guys will be able to keep up then, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on. Is there anything last
2: you want to tell the people? Um, I just want to say, uh, please, 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 pay attention to uh, your local electeds. You know, don't you know, um, don't take anything for granted. You know, make sure you're holding me accountable. You know, hold all your elected. I'm very accessible. Um, people can find me on Facebook. You know, just type in Darrell Slaughter, D E R R E L L Slaughter, how it sounds. And you can find me on Facebook or my County Commission page as well. Um, yeah, contact information is on the Hume County website. So, yeah, if people have questions and concerns, I'll try my best to answer them and, you know, just chat. So. All right, man. Our brother, I appreciate you coming yes, on here, appreciate man. appreciate your time.
0: This will be on YouTube. you are going to catch it later. We're going to definitely be sharing it around. I appreciate you coming on, man. Just a little old guy like myself, you know, to get the county commissioner on here is a huge deal oh, to me.
2: Okay. <laughs> no. No, I, I like I said I appreciate what you guys are doing. This is amazing. Um I'm going to be here, definitely going to be watching regularly. Um yeah, this is great. So thank you, big up to you guys. Oh, we'll have you back on for sure Absolutely. too, man. As things
0: progress, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll definitely bring you back on.
2: Anytime, anytime. All right, my brother, we'll talk
0: with you, not about you.
2: Okay. All no right, right, I'll now. see you guys.
0: All right. That was <laughs> County yeah, Commissioner uh, Darrell, Darrell, Darrell Slaughter. Slaughter that was awesome.
1: Great conversation.
0: Do you guys understand now you've seen what I mean by these are just normal people.
1: Self-proclaimed normal people. Here's how I got started. I was just like you. I was pissed. I was ticked off. I, you know, this was the call to action within me, got involved and and look at him now.
0: Just came together and got his stuff together. I mean, Like he said prior, though, like it doesn't take any education to do this. You just got to have a real passion for the people. You know, you got to really care. Notice he was real adamant about that. You don't want to have an education. I mean, it definitely is a bonus. But it doesn't exclude you out of it by any
1: means. You just got to have the work, the, you know, the motivation and the passion to do something about what it is that you're passionate about, which is typically where people start out. It starts from that fire, you know, that ignites in them and they say, how, what can I do and how do I do it? That's literally what he did.
0: Yeah. I mean, and like I said before, I've been, I've been, I've just been impressed in my last two or three years. I've just, I've started to meet these people and talk to them outside of politics. Our conversations outside of this environment right here, this was, are never like that. We're not talking about that type of stuff. We're talking about normal stuff, you know, or, or just, you know, like we said, playing football with the youngsters or talking yeah. about the kids or you know, our nonprofit, The Village, you know, we're talking about that type of stuff. Yeah. And he's asking us how he can be involved um, when he talks about um, his volunteer work. I went to they had I can't remember who it was that was doing the the um, it was the coalition. They did something over there. at Benjamin Davis this last summer. Mm-hmm. And remember, when we rode by and he was working the front. At the um, at the drive, you know, the driving parking people. He was um,
1: taking, yeah, he was taking money for ticket or yeah. uh, for parking. Just
0: volunteering his time, and saying, a, You yes. know, not using his position to volunteer, mm-hmm. just volunteering. as a part the of rail. the community. He was just at the front entrance of the Benjamin Davis, just yep. gar- uh, showing people where to park. Where at. to park? These things matter to me. Like for a lot of people who don't understand that that type of stuff matters to me. When people do things out of the kindness of their heart, and they don't run up with their you know, with their election banners or they're not only doing it during election season or they're not filling you up with propaganda, but they're just somewhere hidden, doing something special. That stuff matters to me. Now, I'm not saying anything about people who do things and show it off because I think that's important too to inspire. But at the end of the day, when you see these this type of movement, you know, just shows up to something. It's not you know, he doesn't bring a press press press. a group with them to take pictures or anything like Flyers that just very, and
1: business cards or yeah, anything just like very that.
0: normal people man and I, I, all the people that i brought on this show that are in these positions a lot of people and even myself included years ago would have felt very unapproachable to me like i can't approach that person to have a conversation but as i've gotten along and gotten older and have more respect for my own self and understanding my own place in this world they're just normal people.
1: And I think that a part of it too is a lot of the, you know, people that we've been fortunate enough to to meet, they're actively putting effort into breaking down that wall and those barriers. And I think that, you know, that's important to me to see somebody doing those things because it tells me that it's important to them that people feel comfortable talking to them. People feel comfortable hitting their inbox or shooting them an email. That is important to them. When you see people in the community just there, just being there, just, you know, getting to know people, talking to people, letting people ask them questions and kind of say, Hey, this is what's going I'm unhappy with. What can you guys do about this? That shows you that they do want to break down the barrier that people might have. Not everybody is comfortable having a conversation no. or and thinks that they can't, you know, experiences with that. I've exactly. had my experiences with that
0: trying to help mm-hmm. and have these same conversations with people and they completely just stonewall me. Yeah. Write you off.
1: They're a little bit dismissive.
0: Yeah, they kinda and-
1: wanna keep that wall up that barrier a little bit. When you see somebody that wants to just completely break those down, we got to capitalize on it. I mean, he gave out
0: his whole Facebook information for both pages and told you guys. So, you know, the way I want to say this is I've had that experience with pretty much all of the ones that I've tried to come into contact with it. I've, I've had open conversations with them all when I've had issues. And most of you guys that know me, I've been involved in a lot going on in the city over the last couple of years. And I've been able to access these people. Uh, Verge Bonero was probably one of the first that I was able to to contact and and really talk to. You know, back when my son was going through what he was going through, we were up in his office talking to him about, you yeah. know, just getting advice on how to handle it and deal with it and just so a conversation. on. Conversation. Um, Jessica Yorko, she yeah, was one she that stuck brought, her neck br- out. You know, through through Tashmika, um, actually set up for the boys to get a um resolution a resolution yeah. passed in their name. And I, you From know, when I council. sat and watched that city council at the time. And some of those people are gone, and some of them are still there. I didn't see the support that I thought would be there, and it was really like Jessica Yorko really stuck her neck out mm-hmm. to make that happen because she believed that it was necessary to to celebrate those young men for doing that. And she I, spearheaded I mean, the effort. Yeah, and even I, and you I, even know though, knowing that was, people were obj- you know kind of objecting to it. Yeah, and so when we watched that, and everybody that was in attendance there could see that the city council didn't seem very um, open to the to the prospect of that happening, and the people
1: that were completely against it they were not shy about it they wanted to make sure that we knew how they kind of felt about it um so for jessica again not everybody's willing to put their name out there and stand next to people that are going through kind of what we went through and we all the people that were willing to that were willing to be known kind of with us as a family that was that's important and that tells you a lot about that person it was a
0: huge deal and that's another reason why i support brandon betts because you know, he was running for city council and he was deep in it with Jody Washington and it was a big deal. And I mean, they were going neck and neck and he was out there, you know, protesting with us. And Jody had the same opportunity. I'd asked her to be out there at that. We seen her at Juneteenth celebration um, the day that we had that protest out there. And I asked her specifically if she wanted to come out there and she didn't show up to that, which is okay and fine. But Brandon was right there with us, you know, chanting right with us. Then again, um, you know, at multiple um meetings that we had when we were organizing for that situation brandon was there Uh, he was involved in our in our organizational efforts on you know uh protesting that situation and then on top of that fact again you know after he got elected i mean we were at the mike or the martin luther king luncheon and all the way on the other side of the building you know and and that's a whole nother situation i appreciate everybody and what they did for that but i didn't understand why um they would play the anthem there but he understood and was on the same page as me. We didn't have mm-hmm. walkie talkies. We didn't talk about it. No, we he did had it on this, his own and that, that shows like mindedness. You know what I'm saying? That I was on a whole another uh, side of the room. I was by myself. I was with my cousin actually, but he didn't take a knee either or sit during the anthem, which wasn't a problem. And I don't I don't fault anybody for that. Everybody's not you know built for the activism, but at the end of the day, or they active? you know have activism in other ways, but. On the whole other side of the room, this man's over here, a white man in a room full of uh, brown faces, and decided he was going to take a seat during national anthem to show support for all the people in the room, even yeah. though they didn't. I mean that and that's he, such a selfless act. That- huge. I mean, I mean, for me to do it was like, ah, that's expected. Everybody knows that I do that. But for Brandon to do that right then and that stuff, yeah, it just shows me the self-sacrifice and the willingness to self-sacrifice. So
1: And he's also very um, prominent and very visible and vocal, um, part of the the new tenants union that you know, was newly formed. And these are things that you got to know are very important, obviously, to people because um, you heard Darrell Slaughter. He mentioned that, um, especially in city council, that the incumbent typically will retain the seat. They keep the seat, and that is pretty common. Well, in the race for first ward, which was between Jody Washington and Brandon Betts, Brandon Betts unseated. Yeah. So that's a big deal. It goes to show you that certain efforts are not unseen. They're I want to tell you know, about a I want to
0: tell you about a candid conversation. It wasn't really candid, but this person walked up to me, and I'm not gonna say her name. I'm not gonna say the name of this person, but this person walked up to me during one of these races and told me that. They didn't have any doubt they were going to win. They didn't have any doubt that it was going to go the way that it was going to go. And that they believed that because of the fact of everything that we had going on and there wasn't a need for anybody to move into a new position at this point Like in time. no change is like needed. Like no change is no needed. Change we don't needed. need anything going on right now that would mean that. I'm not worried at all about this seat. And... What happened happened. I think the complacency got in the way and, you know, like an incumbent got removed. So
1: And that's why it's so important to be involved in local government because complacency is, you know, a disease and it happens so easily. And once it does, it's really difficult to start getting things, you know, to happen and to get people to listen to you. So when you have somebody like Brandon Betts on the city council who's willing to really stick his neck out, get in the mud in there with you. It's so important to capitalize on that and to use that, you know, to to your advantage. And I really appreciate Darrell Slaughter being very candid about why that's important and also, you know, his background and how he came to be. It's important for people to hear from these people to say, "Hey, it doesn't take X, Y, and Z like you might think it does to do what I do or to get involved or whatever the case may be." I think that that's really important. So I appreciated him touching on that.
0: Yeah. So again, like we talked about, and I've talked about plenty of times before we got some really good people in place now, man. I mean, it's very important to have good people in place. And I, I'll tell you, um, our chief of police, another one, our chief of the fire department is another one that I believe is in a good position and they're doing great work and they're trying to really turn the tide on a whole lot of things that are going on. At the end of the day, you got to look at it. Like, you know, we've got a lot of good people in place, man. And we're moving, and we're moving in a really good direction. And it's, and it's, and it's very important to be, um, transparent on our end as well because if there's things that are bothering us instead of just bitching about it in the corner okay. these people are accessible um these people are accessible you can you can set a meeting with pretty much anybody in the city including yep. the mayor Absolutely. i mean you can set a meeting with them go sit down with them talk to them express your concerns and like daryl said there Darrell said there's not it doesn't mean anything's gonna happen right at that moment but one thing i do want to point on is these people aren't just genius know-it-alls i mean they don't know no. everything that's going on so some things that you can bring to the table and say they may not have even thought about or thought about from that perspective and a lot of times you got to think about like there's different there's different levels of of life you know you may have been someplace that they've never been even though you're in the position they're in now you've been somewhere and seen something they may not have ever seen so when you present it to them from that perspective it can change people's lives
1: absolutely and they
0: hear that stuff and it's like wow i never knew that that was a thing
1: it can open up a door that they may not have seen and your you know our experiences our upbringings our life our you know all of these things make us who we are but they also shape our perspectives so if somebody doesn't have that that's why representation is so important If they don't have that perspective that you have and you go in and you sit down and have a conversation, it's not because one person is better or smarter or whatever than the other. It's the fact that they may not be capable of having that perspective because they didn't live the life that you left, you've led. So then you give them that perspective. And now instead of you just being a person that complains and bashes and talks about how they're not doing anything, now your voice is being heard. Right. Your voice is heard. You've planted a seed and who knows what can come of that. So when we talk about your voice is being heard, it's literally make your voice heard at them on Facebook, message them on Facebook, shoot them an email, yeah. set up a meeting and sit down and talk make with sure them for an hour. Make sure
0: you have the right to do it though. don't get <laughs> in trouble. <laughs> I think that a lot of people take the First Amendment right a little too far sometimes or you, you know, I shouldn't say they take it too far, but just know you're. Know your situation before you just get the run of your mouth. That's a fact.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that just, it's, it's not necessary. It's so, you know, it, it's a phrase I kind of, I've, I've used at work before I tell people, you know, in negativity, it just catches on and it spreads so quickly. And if you really want a solution to your problem think about your actions and what you're doing. And if what you're doing is actually, you know, conducive to a solution, if all you're doing is complaining to people around you and on Facebook and bashing people, then you don't really want a solution because you're not looking for ways to actually get to the person that can make a difference or the change. So that's what I would say, rather than just complaining to people around you, talk directly to the source, find out who it is that can change that situation. and then. So go I say that.
0: all the time, and I think it's really important to understand, like, When I say we need to have a seat at the table and I, and you'll hear people that organize say this all the time. I want to have a seat at the table and it's so important. And, you know, all the people that I've organized with have understood the um, the value of our voices in that on the, on, at that table. So when you go into these rooms and you're organizing, or if you're sitting down with these elected officials, sometimes you don't see anybody that looks like you, you may not see anybody that rocks a. A Shuttlesworth jersey and, you know, may have pulled up listening to Jay-Z. But that's why it's so important for us to take those shots and get at the table so they can understand from our perspective. Like, a lot of things don't get said in those rooms, or a lot of things get said and decisions get made for us. Um, it's one of the situations and one of the issues that I had with our diversity committee that we had built in Lansing was that it didn't have anybody on that st- – when I went into this room, it didn't have anybody at the table that looked like me. And I had a real issue with that, you know, and I know diversity isn't always just about black men or black women or, you know, minorities in that aspect. There's a lot of things that deal with diversity, you know, um, LGBTQ, you know, you got disabled. uh, There's all types of things that accompany diversity. But I felt like when I went into that room that all of those organizations or all of those um, all those groups were. uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? All those groups were represented in that room, but mine. And so that was the issue when I went in there and I said that, you know, and I was very public about how I felt about that. But, you know, I can't fault the people who put the group together because I'm sure they picked from a pool. So I, at the end of the day, are we, and this is a different perspective than I've ever, I've ever announced on this. Are we really applying for these situations? Are we trying to put ourselves in a position? Um, Dan Ross just got uh, elected to or it was, I don't know if it was an election or how that were, I don't think it was an election, but he got appointed to to, uh, a commission that he got offered. And, you know, somebody said, Hey, do you want to be a part of this after he ran for city council? And he, and he was more than glad to do it. And he did it and went against adversity and still kept it. And so at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, how I need to see more, more of us doing these things. You know, I got a lot of my brothers that are on my Facebook page that are very outspoken they speak on a whole lot of different things, but more or less is more of a complaint position is more, not less. I want you, I want you guys at the table with me. So like bring your complaints, bring your concerns to the table. When I go to speak, or when we go in here to talk to these people, or we get that take that seat at the table, I need to have those voices in there. You know, I don't want to go alone. I don't, I don't, I don't think that I can speak for everybody, but if I can open the door to get more people into that room, I mean, that's what's most important
1: because that conversation matters. So, you know the catchphrase representation matters but it does because it changes the conversation if that conversation is more balanced where that's why you know diversity is the new catchword and everybody uses it so easily um, and really flippantly but what does that really mean what does that really look like and what is it intended to achieve You know, we've gotten to a really comfortable place where if you throw in, you know, a brown face or two and a woman or whatever the case may be, you know, we're diverse. Yay. But that's not going to always be true diversity. You have to really make sure that all the seats at the table, there's a good enough environment where the conversations that are had are representing the people, the will of the people, the area that they're talking about, the area that they're making decisions on. And that's where we come in and we don't really know. We don't know about these things. We don't know when these meetings are happening. We don't know how to get involved and get on these commissions and these boards. There's so many boards um, that people can be a part of. And I get it. A lot of time there are volunteer positions, et cetera. But again, if you're somebody that is really adamant about wanting to see change in your city or in your area or your community, there are things that you can absolutely do that don't take a ton of time. In which your voice will matter and you would be a part of the conversation and then you don't have to complain about it because you're complaining about something but you could be a, a, sitting at the table saying that's not going to work for me Mm-mm. that's not going to work for my neighborhood
0: that's problematic that's yep that's another word that's problematic that's problematic but we
1: work. need to be sometimes <laughs> in those chairs telling these people what's problematic for us how many times do you read about something where you're like damn were there no persons of color in that room or in that conversation yeah, like gucci
0: putting out that i'm black just face. like where was the black people in that room that was like bro that ain't that ain't gonna roll
1: i have added this is news stations is magazines things like that i you know with pictures if you on my facebook where i'm like did not one person of color look at this and say, that's not OK, that's offensive or whatever the case may be. But that's why represent- representation matters, because if nobody's telling them like, mm, that's not going to work for a whole lot of people, then things like that happen. So imagine that at the level where they're making decisions where they didn't think how that was going to negatively affect that entire area of our city. Exactly. That's so important, man.
0: So that's that's what it is. And that's what we're talking about with the voting aspect. So I'm hoping that everybody understands. Get registered to vote. I think you can even do it online now. The secretary of state's closed. I think you could. I think you could already have done it online. The only thing they ask you for, I think they ask you for your address, your phone, your phone number, your email address, your social security number. I think you don't even have to put your social security number down. It's very simple, but it's a simple process to make a, a huge change. And we can't keep complaining about our city officials. We can't keep complaining about the the, um, the atmosphere that we live in and just complain and say, well, this is the cards we've been dealt. And again, I'll say I've been dealt some terrible cards at times in my life and I've I've always had to build through it. And that's kind of where I'm at with things. It's not always a popular look when I say that to people. People want me to get on here and speak very openly and and be angry about the racism in our country. And I am. Don't get me wrong. I am. But I still want to empower our people to get better, to do better, to bring out the better in ourselves, to do better, to think better of ourselves, to make change, because that's what we can do here.
1: Yeah. And I think it's really important to say this being um understanding and empathizing and acknowledging the fact that there are a lot of disparities that affect persons of color and especially black people in america there are systemic things that are in place that have been going on for centuries it's okay to acknowledge those and know those are going on and then also okay to say exactly what you said they're not mutually exclusive you know that's really important to say that
0: so this is very important when nicole says here she says when you have a single token or two they don't listen when you say it is a problem This is why we need many of us at each table. I agree totally. And this is my thing. When I walked into that diversity meeting, there were black people at the table. I just said they didn't look like me. And so it doesn't always mean that there's not going to be black people at the table. It's just, there's, you know, we all understand that there's different types and there's different people that'll come to the table with different expressions. So at the end of the day, like I said before, I didn't feel that I was represented in that room. Um, and so I had an issue with that. And you're right. Yeah. And there needs to be more people at the table. And, that's and I guess exactly that's why I, I keep trying to open the door. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that's that's really what I try to do with this situation and all the contacts that I have is open the door for yeah. people to follow behind. And it's okay to follow behind. You'll get in the door and make your own relationships. But when the door is open, look at it as an asset. Move in there. Tell your side. Speak your truth. And that's basically all we got Your experiences
1: and your walks of life is what makes a room or a table or a conversation diverse, not just the visual.
0: Some people just like to complain. That's why they don't go out for positions sometimes or ever try and do anything about it. Oh, it's a fact. And not only do they try to complain, but a lot of people need need those situations as an excuse for their lack of trying and lack of wanting to do anything different. Because a lot of the work, and not to say they don't want to do nothing different or nothing better. But it's work. It's work. It's never easy. And
1: I don't, you know, here's the thing. I don't fault somebody. It's fine if you don't want to do the work and you don't want to get involved or whatever the case may be. The biggest issue I think I have with people that do want to complain is when they start including people that are trying to do something in their complaints and in their conversations. For me, it's like one of those, you know, the acronym STFU. That's kind of how I feel if you don't want to be involved in that way or active in that way, I am completely okay with that. And I'm not going to be, you know, I might be internally upset, personally upset, whatever the case may be, but don't try to bash or down others that are and try to rip down and tear down everything that they're trying to do. And I think that that
0: happens quite often. It's common practice. I don't want to do it, but I don't want you to do it either. So that's Or not- you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's really Well, it. hey, if get you're involved you're not going to jump off the and- porch, and don't talk about people that did jump off the porch. Get behind mm-hmm. them. Even, You know, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's like 48 Laws of Power. If you read that book or even some of it, or just pull up 48 Laws of Power on YouTube and watch the cartoon version of it. It tells you how to deal with things like that. If you don't want to do the work, but you have a voice and you want it to get heard, there's ways about doing that. You don't always got to bash that person that's doing Mm -hmm. something maybe different. Throw it in their ear. Maybe they'll do yours and theirs together. Or at least do your part and vote.
1: Yeah. So that's like it. Yeah, absolutely. Get out there and do that. Agreed. Agreed. So,
0: um... Yeah, voting is like, and, I, and we're going to touch on this a whole lot more going through this year because it is so important that we get out this year. And I think that everybody has seen the little the states where they were very important that Trump won and they talked about the black vote in those states and it was hundreds of thousands of people that didn't go vote and he only won by thousands of votes. In certain states. And so we can't the keep talking about the complaints on these situations and not getting out here to vote. It's not. It, it, you know, and so like they may even make it easier for us this year because I don't believe I can't say that. I don't want to predict anything. I hope to God that we are, but we don't know how the situations are going to go come time November gets here to vote. So we may be in a situation where it could be electronic. It could be mail in. So it'll be a lot easier. They're
1: making us. things so easy easy these days to they, these days to register to vote to do absentee ballots they're opening up you know all the lessening the requirements to do so so there really are those excuses are like are.
0: let's not say that because that's not yeah. true either they're, they're, yeah they're trying their damnness to make it harder for people to vote to yeah in a lot of areas And right now again donald trump is trying to make it hard now he doesn't want anybody doing a mail-in ballot or any of that shit mm-hmm. because then he knows yeah. that people are going to vote the people who wouldn't go out to vote because they, they had better shit to do and my vote don't count if it's sitting in front of him, they can just click yes or no or click blue or red. Yeah. He knows he's going to be in danger with that Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. Because like, there's
1: a lot of people that if you make it just a little bit difficult, they just
0: they won't. They yeah. won't vote at all. Get your young people voting too. Yeah. Like that's one of the main things. We got to get the young people out there to vote. Let them understand what's going on. Have them watch that video we played earlier so they right. can understand what all of this means, but they need to understand what's going on when they get to the polls. Mm-hmm. Um, and get your media and your news from the right places because that's another problem in yeah. our communities. Um, one thing that I did want to touch on while we're talking about voting because this is very important, people need to fill out the census. I can't tell you how many people I hear with these <sighs> dumbass conspiracy theories that why does it matter? They can ride past your house and see that it's you and your family <laughs> living in there. So what difference would it make if you sent a piece of paper and saying that's who lives there? But it matters. It matters. It's where they, That's how they do about the money. Like, for instance, if, if Everett school district that every district over there only has so many amount of people there, that's going to be funding for that area. So if you're not being counted, then you can't expect to have books in the in the in the, in the school district. So, like, there's just a whole lot of things You know, that like d- it depends on how they I mean, how many how much money the whole city gets federally mm-hmm. and state funded. So, like, if we're not counting ourselves because our community refuses to do anything governmental. It's hurting us, yo. So make sure y'all fill out that census. I did mine online. I went right online and did it. It was very simple, and I did it for my whole household. I don't. I think that only the. Per, I think that only one person in your household has to do it. Now, don't quote me on that. Look into that. But they're but making it, it really easy. But I mean, it online, me, They're sending stuff. You know, it mail. asked me when I filled it out, my name, my information, and my wife's name her information. If there was any minor children in the house or any other people in the house, and I and I named all the people that were here, and that was it. Click submit, and it was done. Now I'm counted. So now I know that my state, my city, my government, my local government is going to get money for me. So now I know that money is there. So now I can demand that the mayor and the people in place, the council, use that money for us and the it's people like in it. It's like
1: count day for schools on this huge grand scale when you're talking about because everybody hears it's how the money is spent, how the dollars are spent. There's again, if you think about the things that are important to us and things that we complain about. Um, You know, like the Pell Grant and how much people give, how much federal money, you know, money is opened up for that Medicare, um, you know, SNAP, food benefits, those things. That funding is allocated based on census data.
0: Yeah. So if we feel like we're not
1: getting enough, we need
0: if we need a certain amount of police, they're not going to they're not going to have a thousand police officers police in a city that only shows they have 90,000 people. So you got to think about the fire department, um, you know, medical help. All of those things matter. Like the census really matters for getting us money. Just large sums of money down here to this city and these areas. And then it goes neighborhoods, too. Like where are in the mm-hmm. neighborhoods that need the most help. Where, where, where are most of the people living in the city? So if you have a whole block like 3200 South Washington that doesn't say anything and count themselves at all in that building, how do they know what type of funding to give that building? How do you know what type of funding to give that area? How does city council understand where the people are that need the help? So make sure you guys fill out the census. I don't know when the I wish I do you have that pulled up. Can you see when it's over and when it Um, needs to be done? Let me pull. We'll put a link on this page on um we will put a link on this show to the census also. So everybody yeah knows some info on the
1: census and the dates. And then also um, we'll throw some information on registering to vote and then, um, you know, different ways how to vote.
0: You heard in, it here in, first in too, though. Like if, if somebody is telling you do not file for the census or don't put your information in for the census show, tell them Mike told you to do it. And then I want to hear from that person. Yeah. It's Another just... one that I've heard going around that's very irresponsible. is black people. Don't go to the hospital. If you catch Corona. I don't understand why anybody would say that to somebody. I don't know why anybody would. As somebody who works in the medical field, I'm going to tell you that Corona is not what kills you. Pneumonia is what kills you. These issues come about because of Corona, but there is medical help for those issues. And that's why people are still surviving it. So don't be an idiot. And just listen to your Facebook buddy who's got a, you know, a friend of a friend of a friend who told them don't go to the hospital. Be, be, be very um careful with that type of talk yo if somebody's telling you not to do something that could potentially save your life be very careful um let me see nicole says something controversial census issue what multiracial folks do on the census is important when we put more than one race we get erased as part of the black community they opened up reporting multiple races to reduce our presence Mm. wow so there's a couple of things she says in here. First of all, it's very important for minorities to fill out the census, <laughs> right? First yeah. of all, because then again, let me, let me, let me touch on this aspect. When they talk about diversity within our government entities. So if they talk about diversity within the Lansing police department or the fire department or anywhere like that, they always go by off the census numbers on whether or not their diversity is correct. Right. So they'll say, well, there's there's 22%. Um, minority or or African American in the city and our police department um, mirrors that with 18% Mm -hmm. but if really our numbers are anybody who drives around the city knows more is more than 22% black but I can understand why we ain't we're not getting counted so at the end of the day when they call out and say hey we need police that look like us when they're policing our neighborhoods and they say well we are because our census bureau our census says that there's only 20% black and we got twenty percent black uh, police policemen.
1: But if that number skewed, but if that number
0: skewed, and really there's you know thirty five percent minority or thirty five percent black, and then there's only fifteen or sixteen percent uh, black in police departments. There's there's the reason why we need to be, one reason why we need to be counted. But Nicole brings up a very good point that I didn't even think about. Mm-hmm. Make sure you put down if you are multiracial that you are black if you're going to identify with that aspect or uh, of your uh, yeah. heritage, because she's saying be that you correctly. can be, yeah, you can be, they'll erase basically um, that tab. If you are not, counted directly as black part of the black community i didn't ever know that that's crazy yeah and, i'm glad well, i know that
1: because for a long time there weren't those options but again you got to think about why people do the things they do and they're going to race
0: our community because i'm that, black and new mexican <laughs> oh
1: gosh they're going
0: to race our house they're going to like cancel it. They, they, <laughs>
1: they, they cancel each other out <laughs> yeah
0: cancel culture <laughs> What's to say Sam Chambers says I
1: saw the census postcard in the mail, but didn't know what it was and thought it was junk and threw it away Do you guys know how I can do it online or request one to be sent to me? Yes So, yeah, I'm gonna look that information up and I'm gonna link it in the um, comments to this video and also in the description um, on the YouTube video that's what I was writing
0: down yeah <laughs> yeah it'll be on this video yep. so how do post i fill out the census video, and
1: what are the due dates on yeah, it absolutely and also the vote and info.
0: share it make sure everybody knows yes. just to fill it out and then take that advice that dr Buchanan said here and I'm gonna do some more research on this because I yep. just want to make sure we're correct on this and I trust doc but um make sure that you if you so identify as correctly. black which anybody who has dark skin anybody in the world is going to identify mm-hmm. you, you as black so, so that's skin. what you're Sure. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, no, exactly. it's what you
1: identify as, you know.
0: So make sure you're counted that way. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyways, great show. I appreciate yeah. everybody coming on. i Hope we didn't have any technical difficulties. we Lost We lost Durrell a couple times there. Yeah, I think there, it was think some that Skype issues been, on his end. It might have been Skype issues there. I think we got it. We had a pretty clean show. Um. We got some good information out there. This will not be the last time you see Durrell. We're gonna make sure we bring him back on. I'm There's, working on yeah, some other very, some very names important names. names talked about
1: that we want to work on
0: as well. Um, I'm working on some very important names, so I'm just waiting on those people to get back to me. So if you're hearing this right now, I've already asked you. I'm not going to hound you about it, so I've already asked you to come on the show. We'd love to have you. Uh, we think that it'd be important to get your message out. This is yeah. definitely a different audience than most people are probably Uh, used to spitting on so these are
1: important conversations with people that they that the conversations need to be had and they need to be had with the people that you know we have listening so i want my
0: conversation and i want it now (laughs) 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 so anyways we appreciate y'all again remember to go like our page follow mm-hmm. the page put the live uh follow on so that when we go live it alerts you let you know we're on yep, subscribe um, to like YouTube. our youtube yep. subscribe to the youtube you can subscribe to our spotify as well you can also subscribe to our um apple, apple podcast yep, apple i'm so yeah. proud of that yo I like when too. you see it on there too it looks so professional so official it looks official like they don't even understand It's just a man and his wife sitting here talking shit <laughs> Everybody thinks we know some shit. Just shooting <laughs> shit,
1: y'all.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, this is just what we do. We'll, after we get done with this, I'm dead ass. show. like we need to put cameras around the house, but we're gonna sit and have more conversation for another two hours and then call it a night, probably with yeah. a movie or something. We still gotta eat, though.
1: We do gotta eat. Yeah. We ain't oh, do to no put type that, of put that pizza in.
0: What's that? What pizza? Is <gasps> yes, home, home, run, home pizza, run pizza, y'all. Yes. Mm, mm-hmm. And maybe we'll some check out up, that show Daryl was talking about. Cut up some about. cucumbers. What was that show again? Yes.
1: Oh. Succession. Succession. I love how excited he just got over that. No, I'll, I'll definitely like be slicing up some, some cucumbers. Yeah. So, <laughs> S- succession, oh, I think
0: good is. news, y'all. My cousin that I told y'all about prior that was in Ipsalani that had the COVID, he beat the shit out of it, y'all. He at the crib, <laughs> he not he? he's, he's at home, the yeah. crib. Only God had to do good. I think two days in the hospital, and he's at the crib. And just so y'all know, he had a pre-existing condition too, mm-hmm. diabetes. And yep. still worked his way out of there. So, something else that I read, and I don't know how true this is, but I think, I mean, it was a study that was done in a couple different countries, but uh, Iceland was the was the one who put out the report, was that there's like 40 different strains of this shit. And so, like, they've seen that some strains coming from different countries have been more aggressive and more um, less favorable outcomes from those. Mm-hmm. And so, this is why... And it makes sense, but they're gonna do more studies, and I'm just kind of putting just out. One I'm just putting out this early thing just so I can say I said it first. <laughs> but when you see people that catch this thing and, and storm out of the hospital or never even go, maybe it's a different strain. Maybe it's not the aggressive asshole COVID nineteen. Maybe it's the hey, I'm just gonna get inside your nose, the minor annoyance. Yeah, I'm just gonna show up on a blood test, but I ain't really gonna do it's an no
1: inconvenience. An annoyance. I mean, I can see that shadow.
0: happening. They were saying like in in people that came from Italy. Had different, or when they went to that area that yeah. they went to, and there was an outbreak in that area, had different outcomes from people who came from England and, and ones people from China. China, yeah. so it was like, damn. I think I
1: read somewhere that the most aggressive forms were the ones in China, and that's why yeah. you saw so many people dying, aggressive. But, aggressive. I know They're aggressive I'm over there. Aggressive, <laughs> aggressive viruses, y'all.
0: <laughs> aggressive ass virus.
1: Good conversation though, as always. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Yeah, love y'all.
0: You don't know how to end the show. I forget. I have to, I have to do it.
1: Oh, do you? I do. Yeah. No,
0: I was going to see if you was going to be able to do it. I yeah. wasn't.
1: I just wanted to thank it them. Like I do though. appreciate it. Like,
0: no, I do. Yeah, we appreciate you. I was for just looking on. at
1: all the comments and I'm just like, Aw. I'm working
0: on a very special one. I just want to give y'all a heads up on this. I got a couple very special people to me that I want to bring on. But this one person I spoke to earlier today, and I'm not going to tell y'all who it is because it's going to be a huge surprise when I get this person. But if I get this person on, it's going to be huge huge he sounded a little like trump there it's gonna be the biggest huge. it's gonna be greatest the greatest made it, made me want to throw it's gonna be one billion times better than anything anybody does. We're the, find likes, a different the likes of nobody's ever seen before
1: it's gonna be great yeah great so anyways we love y'all
0: <laughs> make sure y'all tune in tomorrow 8 p.m. Make sure y'all check out our YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And look
1: for those links. I will put those and, on. Yeah,
0: yeah. Look for the links. We're going to do all that. That's uh, it, right because
1: we don't want to just not disseminate the information and then not give it to you. So thank
0: you to Daryl Slaughter for coming on. Round of applause for that man. Thank you to my lovely wife for being my co-host. Or am I her co-host? You guys can tell. Us.
1: I'm your co-host. Okay. Well, they they
0: make shoes different. My- they make shoes different. I'm going to go with what they say. You know, I I'm not trying to have no problem. We serve
1: the people, y'all.
0: Yeah, that's a fact. This is this is my <laughs> this is my duty. This is my um my civil duty that I'm doing today. Talking so, shit. love y'all. We'll talk to you not about you. Peace.